what up, what up? I am your boy Jersey, and welcome back to another Zap Exclusive. <laughs> Yo, tonight is going to be insane. Yes. All right, y'all ready for to get zapped in? Okay, first of all, I need y'all to do me a big favor. If you don't know who I am, I am your boy Jersey. Yes. All right, first thing I need y'all to do is go right here, bang, 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 and hit that arrow right here. Send this out to everybody in your network. We got a crazy show. We about to be in the shmoney. Okay, there's a lot going on. I need y'all to all be zapped in. I need you guys to get y'all drinks ready, water, whatever it is that you feel like you need to get. What up, David? What up, Aldrin? I see y'all in here. Dr. Joe Lee's already in the building. Yes. All right. But I need y'all to get y'all cups ready. I need y'all to get y'all popcorn, y'all food. Dr. Joe Lee's about to be in the house to give us all the stuff that we need to be eating. But before we do that, we got to get into Mr. Derek King. Yes. All right. Actor, producer, writer. All right. So we're going to get into all of this. Then we're getting into Dr. Joe Lee, holistic healer. All right. He's linked to healing Bobby Christina. Yes. All right, DMX. Yes. Okay, we're getting into a lot of things tonight, but I need y'all to stay tuned. All right, Derek, are you on here? We're about to get you on. Lo oh, Derek is not is yet ready. Okay, that's a no negative. All right, Derek is not ready at the moment. I don't see him on live. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we have our questions ready. All right, I need y'all to make sure y'all get y'all questions ready. Drop them in the live. I want to know what we're getting into today. All right, we're getting into some things. Okay, there's a lot going on in media. Let's start off with why is it that it feels like all of our rappers are going down? I don't know what's going on, but I want y'all to think about that. I'm gonna ask that to Dr. Jolie when we get on here as well. I see Derek has just entered the chat. I, right, Mr. Derek King, is in the building. Yes. All right, let's get him on the live. But I want you guys to ask yourself that why is it that all of our rappers, everyone that we love and know, they are all going down? What is going on? Think about that. I'll right, be calling it. How we feeling, everybody? What's going on? I see you, Alvin. Oh, there you go. What's going on, Derek? What's going on, man? Man, welcome to Top Exclusive, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Oh. Hold on. Can you see me? Can you see me? It's no. breaking up a little bit. Me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hmm. Ah, can you hear me? There we go. Yes. Yeah. I can hear you, but now you're freezing a little bit. What is going on with technology, technology, technology? Can y'all see Derek? Oh, it's like they say I'm clear now. Is Derek clear? Can y'all see Derek? Am I clear? I can see you. I can hear you. Comment below. They say he's a little blurry, but they can hear you. Derek, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good, brother. All right, there we go. First of all, bro, welcome, man, to Zap Exclusive. Are you ready to be zapped in? Yeah, it's at me in, bro. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, all right, Derek King, man, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Start off there. Um, my name is Derek A. King. I'm a uh, I'm an actor out here in Los Angeles, California, from PG County, Maryland. It's right outside of DC, home of a lot of the greats. Um, and yeah, I just dedicate my life to telling the stories and experiences of different um different people, different uh, storytellers. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now, how long have you been in the game? Like for people that kind of like want to zap in right now that want to get into acting, like let them know your journey. How long did it take you to actually penetrate to become an actual actor? Um, well, I grew up in performing arts schools. Uh, so I've been technically acting, you know, since I was five. My major was theater. So it's kind of been a bug that's been in me for as long as I can remember. But when it comes to being uh, professionally in, you know what I mean, an actor, like in Los Angeles, I became a full-time actor in 2017. So what is 2022 minus the pandemic, which shouldn't count. So what, about five, four or five years of, you know what I mean, head down grinding? Can y'all hear Derek in the audience? Technology is just not our friend. No. Okay. I don't know what. Can can y'all comment? And let me know if you guys can hear. Can you hear me, Derek? Yeah, I can. I can hear you clear. Mm. I'm wondering if it's on if it's on my end, but my internet is crispy right now. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. My internet is crispy. Be. They said, I, I, I can hear him. He's just blurry. They said, yeah, I can hear both of y'all. Okay. It's just me then that's just not hearing you fully. Um, but as long as the audience is understanding what's going on. All right. So just a recap, you just kind of got into it and you said you went to, you went to school and you were um, kind of was able to kind of penetrate a little bit by just bouncing around. Yeah. So recap real quick. So I'm from PG County. Um, that's right outside DC. I went to perform in our schools most of my life. Um, so that's where I got that that acting bug from. Um, and it stayed consistent between different aspects of my life, you know, going to college and stuff like that. It was always in the background. And then it came full circle when a company I was working with moved me to L.A. And I became a full-time actor in 2017. I quit my job and decided to dedicate my life to it. Okay, let's go. Yes. All right. First of all, Jeff, um, Jeff Foley just said, D.C., stand up. All right. Hey. So, <laughs> on for your for your city man so now like you are actually really talented at what you do my brother you know i got a chance to just check out work um and, and you've been in stuff on the cw and you, you know like just done different different a whole bunch of different variety of things talk to us about your training and how important you took that to actually take your craft seriously um well training is important and it's two things it's funny i was talking to a friend about this earlier today um, the concept of the head versus the space, which is, yeah, I mean, the head being the craft, the training, the technicalities, and the space being that innate ability to just, uh, the truth of stepping into who you are and what you want this planet to do, you know, uh, be a spirit. So the training came, I compare it to like learning cursive when you were a child. It's like, it's, it's those little things that happen in life uh, that I got when I was at performing our schools that it's etched in there. After you learn how to write in cursive, I may not have written in a lot of years, but if I needed to tomorrow, somebody's like, write this in cursive. I go over one or two times, it's already there. It's in the 80s in my body. Um, so now I, I go to classes and I'll, I learn a lot when I'm on set. I'm learning a lot the business of, of Hollywood. But at this point, a lot of it just feels like natural from an organic place within me to be willing to be open and vulnerable enough to share how I feel about portraying a certain character in, in different ways. And then I also, I also host a... Um, 
what I call an actor's workout session. It's called Actors Rampage, and we do that every Wednesday, and that just gives, honestly, artists the opportunity to come in and, and return to what acting really was and should be, which is just the love and the passion of, of doing it, you know, outside of the business aspect of what we're trying to book or make money off of it. Absolutely. Yes! Shout out to PG County, man. Y'all in here, huh? Um, Law Mason. Yeah, listen, they in here heavy for you, bro. Like, you know what? The fact that you actually know it is to give back, to make sure, I guess, the next generation understands what it is to, to take a real acting class is super dope. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you ain't no snooze in the game, man. I'm looking at your credits and you even have some stuff that's in post-production and completed. Let me just run that down. You got Uber drivers, TV CVs that's in post-production, baseline. Uh, you got Scroll Wheel of the Time, that's Holy Matrimony. These are all projects that haven't been out yet or that's coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, so, you know, on the other side of... How does it feel to be a working actor to have so many projects in the works? Honestly, it's a blessing, bro. And it, it's I think it's the greatest blessing because it's what I love to do, but it's also because... I sacrificed so much to get here. And a lot of the times you just in the crib with your fingers crossed, you know, you feel like you could be the best. You feel like you can, you know what I mean? Uh, make it in this, in this industry, but it ain't, it ain't always that easy. It's not as easy as it's just being like, Oh, I want to do that. So I'm going to do that. It's not go to school for four years and then you apply for a job after and you in there. Nah, like when you're talking about being an entertainer, whether it be singing, acting, dancing, whatever it may be, you're talking about expressing your craft and for a living, it's what everybody in the world want to do. Every single person in the world want to be doing that. So your competition pool is heavy. So to be able to be making a living where that's the only thing I do primarily, that's a blessing. I'm grateful for it. And I just try to stay present and humble while I'm going through the process. Absolutely, man. Yes. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? Like, let me ask you this, just in, in, in regards to just health. You know, we have Dr. Joe Lee that's about to come on here next, um, who's a holistic doctor, um, who's, you know, he, he basically was a part of helping revive and Bobby Christina um, when she went through Whitney's daughter, and, um, and DMX, uh, you know, when he was going through his situation as well. As an actor, how important is it to keep your body healthy and just to be in tip-top shape? And what does that play on your mental when you're in the best shape? Um, I mean, I'm sure you, you've heard the, the saying, you, you look good, feel good, feel good, play good, right? Um, and part of looking good or, or feeling good has a lot to do with your mental health as well as your physical health. So me, I pay a lot of attention to what's going on in and around my body and also probably even more so what's going on mentally with me. The mental health is a big, a big one for me because I feel like a lot of the things that are going on in the world could be solved and a lot of people could be healed if they just got a grasp of who they were, where they are, and, and, and started to have some love and compassion for themselves. That way they could spread it to others. So I work out three days a week. I put in between there what I can, where I can as far as, you know, staying active. I do the small thing now where, you know how sometimes like the remote control be across the room or uh, you wanted to get something from, you know what I mean, from the fridge, you're like, I'm, I'm going to wait till the show go off. Like now, a lot of times, every time I have that thought, I do it. When you wake up in the morning, you'd be like, I don't really want to get out of bed to go grab that thing that I need. I just want to stay. Nah, like as soon as I have that thought, I'm like, okay, let me do it. Um, 
and that's been that's been working out really good on me. But then meditation, man, like I said, the mental health is big for me. So I meditate every day. I, I find my peace. I find my happiness. I keep my head right. And that, to me, is what's really been translating to the opportunities I've been getting, but also me being healthy physically, heart health, uh, cardiovascular health, just everything in general starts up here with how you feel in your mind. Absolutely. Yes. Facts. Absolutely. Um, my dog, 40 pack. You already know what it is, 40. <laughs> I always get the autograph. Picture two. That's my boy. Family. Absolutely. Uh, what from DC? Um, so now, what advice would you give in closing? What advice would you give to just black actors that's just trying to penetrate the industry um, but don't know what to do and don't know how to turn? What's the best advice you can give? Best advice I can give, the one that really, to me, uh, helped me turn that, that turning block from almost being there to really being there. Man, I say this often, God can't bless who you pretend to be, right? And I feel like a lot of times we go in a room even when we're looking at a breakdown or we're looking at something that says uh, what the casting director might be looking for, we always try to become what we think they're looking for, as opposed to showing the glory and the special of who you are and allowing them to be in awe with that. And normally that's, that's, what, that's what sets most people on fire, you know, seeing who you are and then being like, oh, I like that. But if you always going in the rooms being what you think they want to see, but your opportunity will go right over you, it'll pass right over you. So anybody that's out there, you know what I mean, trying to make things happen, man, stay true to yourself. Go in these rooms, be who you are, be comfortable in your skin in every room you walk into, and then be about the, be about the work. A lot of people talk about being about the work, but everybody ain't about the work. Be about what you say you're about. You should be all right. All right, listen, you hear what you just said? Yeah. He just gave you them gems. You know what? J Law, Law Mason, he actually dropped them for free. Okay? <laughs> Big facts. I gotta just, and I feel like what I took most from that was just like timing and opportunity mixed with hard work and just and just and, and putting in that dedication. You know what I'm saying? All of it just gotta be there at the same time. So, bro, I know you got so much dope stuff. Let the people know what you got coming up and what we gotta be on the lookout for. Um, it's interesting because I don't know how much I can say about some projects that I'm working on right now, but let's say, you know what I mean, let's say things are happening. Um, got some dope stuff coming out on, you know what I mean? Let's say this, I, I, gotta, I can stay networks. Got something on Stars coming out in the fall. Got something on, uh, on CBS coming out in the fall. And then I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow to start shooting, uh, start shooting a, a project at Paramount Plus. So I got some things coming out um, yeah. and it's next six to eight months that I'm really excited about. Yeah, you know I mean, y'all stay with me and stay tuned in. We're going we gonna to keep going up, man. That's the plan. Absolutely, bro. You are not going to be a stranger on the show. We're going to definitely get you back. You're going to talk about your projects that you got coming up, man. But we definitely here supporting the journey on Zap Exclusive. You officially zapped in, you heard? Yes, of course, of course. Um, I'm going to get um, Dr. Joe Lee on here just so you could just say what up real quick, and then I'm going to be able to just uh, close the segment out. Cool? Yes, sir. All right. Dr. Joe Lee, I'm calling in right now, all right? So accept the request. Hope right. we work with you too, Law. For real, man. If you out here and you, you grinding, man, like, we'll, we'll be on the same set soon enough. Absolutely. If anybody got any questions, stop it right here. Oh, Dr. Joe Lee, I see you in the building. <laughs> Dr. Joe Lee? Yes, sir. <laughs> Look like he's he using the blender right now. 
<laughs> Wait. Can you see me? I can't see you. You can't see me? No. Turn the mic. What do I need to do? What okay. do I need to click on? You need to click. Oh, oh yeah. You probably don't know how to turn the mic around. Oh, Derek, where's that thing at for him to turn the mic around so it can like turn around the, the camera? You, you, it's like a. Oh, uh, it it's a swivel that looks like this, and it makes you flip the camera. There you around. go. That is. There you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, sir. How you doing there? Welcome to the show, Doctor Jolie. How are you? I just want to say uh, hello to both of you kings, there, brother. I mean, I just want to say I was so much uh, praise and love for my brother here, and uh, and God bless your career and everything you do, my brother. Everything you said, I think, was anointing for brothers and sisters that are starting off in their career, and they need to have somebody to talk to them straight. And 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 it kind of, how do you say it? Opened my heart like a can opener when you said, "Show them exactly who you are. Don't be who you trying to supposed to be. Be who you are." <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for a lot of love, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. I, I really do. And um, yes, hey, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be able to be blessed in the presence. And hey, and you look good, look clean. Look, I should have worn something else. You came in the all way. I'm looking crazy now. My brother, <laughs> this is gonna. I'm glad you said that. And I thank you. I, when I say thank you, all my thanks go directly to the Most High. Okay. When I say thank you, thank you, and thank and thank God. You know, and. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Jolly Harris, the third prophet of Feed God's Sheep Missionary Church. And in regards to thanking you on what you just said, I'm going to make a point about what you just said, because a lot of people wouldn't know this. But when you see a doctor, you should see a doctor like you see me. You should see a look at a doctor and go, wow, my doctor looks good. Yes, we go sir. to doctors don't even look good. It don't even make what kind of sense does that make? You go look at your doctor and he look worse than your uncle, your grandma, and your cousin sitting on the fence. And you go and give him your money. So people don't know when, when we go out here and we want to take care of ourselves, we got to think about God. But first, the first thought is when you look at somebody, Look at them and see if they're healthy. Look at their skin, if their skin looks healthy. Look at their body, look at their smile, look at their heart, honestly, first, okay? So uh, I just want to say thank you, and today God is made, and I'm a minister that represents God, but I'm the guy that, uh, how do you say, I'm the minister that ran away from church and told the church, you got a problem, and we got to fix that because there's a lot going about about health and the church could start off with helping us. But they're, how do you say, kind of ask it and don't have time to do it in, in, the, in the way, in the light that it, that it should be done. Because in Leviticus chapter 11, that's basically the kosher book. That's the Bible for kosher. And if you study Leviticus chapter 11, it tells you everything you can eat and everything you can't eat, okay? But I'm here mainly to pull the wool off of us, okay? Because I want our younger brothers and sisters to know that we are honestly, I don't like saying it, but God says, tell the world that we're still in slavery. I said they have slaved our minds about everything they've said us, about everything they've taught, about everything they said they're going to do for us in the hospital and how they're supposed to help us. All of this is a trick nanny game. It is a game that they're playing with slavery over your mind. Let me give you a little bit of point of what I'm talking about on the slavery. First of all, being a minister, I have to say, and a prophet, that his name is Yeshua. 
Y-E-S-H-U-A. There was no J's 750 years ago. The J is only about 750, period. So a thousand years ago, my brothers, there was no, how do you say, no word Jehovah, no word Jew. The first Bible's the name was E-S with an I on the book. So I come to let you know the truth about it, okay? Today we got a new kind of slave owner. Slave owner is your doctors. And the slave owners don't drive slave ships no more. They drive hospitals. And the hospitals that these slave owners, uh, uh, these doctors drive, these hospitals don't drive you to greener pastures of America to all these juicy fruits. These hospitals drive you to your death. Once again, the new slave masters are your doctors. The slave ships are your hospitals. And these ships don't drive you to greener pastures. They drive you to your death. And I want people to know we have to go back to the old, old roots of healing, the old African way, Nubian way, Ethiopian way, Jamaican way. We got to go back to the bush doctor in healing, okay? There was also healing in, in, over in Asia with the Negritos. Uh, our people don't know that we're, 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 all the Asian people are black. Some are 20%, Chinese 30%, Koreans this percent. They all go back and look up, please, people, it's called the Negritos. And all I'm here to do is teach you that we have healing all over the globe, all over the world. I like to say shalom, ispeshes, chetori, namaste, konnichiwa, pivkadila, mahabal, haisalam alaikum, koma sta, koma sabah, koma staka, koma bavosia, ni hama, chawam, chawbai. All of this I can teach you for every country in the world, okay? Even in the Philippines, Komostaka, yes. they've got the bitter melon and they've got the mango steam. Right here in America, we've got an item that we've been screwing up for about 400 years called a mustard green leaf. Y'all all know what the mustard green leaf is, right? Mm -hmm. When you eat the mustard green leaf, it gives you oxygen. Hold on one second, it Dr. Gives you Jolie. Energy. Hold on one second, Dr. Jolie. Hold on one second. You were hitting us hard. <laughs> Hard. Yes. Okay, hold on. <laughs> he came, he came in with it. There's so much Ooh. to unpack, and, and I'm here to take it all in. But you know what? To ask, you know, I want before, I know you, but I'm not sure if you have to go or not, but I want you to be able to ask Dr. Joe Lee a question if you have to go um, and ask him whatever it is that you want to ask if you've got a question. I ain't no question. I done learned so much in this last, in this last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't ask for much more. I'm just grateful. I want to go ahead and give him time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's time where he should have his time or whatever. So, so yeah, you can go ahead and do that. I want to give you the four one one for your acting, your spiritual healing skills for your acting, because it's one thing to do your work, and it's another thing to be extremely healthy as you're doing your work. Okay, right. when you're on the road traveling around, I want you to find apple cider vinegar and find grape seed oil. Those two items, you can find it almost anywhere, but apple cider vinegar and grape seed oil, okay? The acid was, is gonna alkaline your body. Now, if you're in America traveling around, you could find the mustard green leaf. Anyone that could eat one mustard green leaf a day, you load your body with oxygen. You got chlorophyll there. You got you got oxygen. You got magnesium. You got potassium. You got zinc. There's 16 vitamins in a mustard green leaf. 
but we've been killing that leaf, my brother, for 400 years, cooking it. God talks about that leaf in the Bible. He says that the mustard green leaf, it, the mustard green leaf is the tiniest of all seeds, and it grows up to be the greatest of all herbs. The mustard seed is the tiniest of all seeds that grows up to be the greatest. And God also said, how shall we liken the kingdom of God? It's like it's a grain of the mustard seed. And when it grows up, it becomes the greatest of all leaves, the greatest of all herbs, the mustard green leaf. So you remember my brother back when you was 14 and 12, they told you, Popeye the sailor man, eat that spinach, eat that spinach. That was a little bit of that slave mentality. It's not the spinach that gives you that energy. It's the mustard green leaf. You have your son. You got a child that's going through, how do you say, wrestling classes, boxing classes. They're taking uh, whatever in gymnastics. I have people give their children mustard greens, and guess what? They get so much energy from this one leaf. Cats and dogs like it, too. Either one of you brothers, either one of you kings got a cat or dog, chop up a tiny bit of mustard green leaf and keep it in your dog's food. You know what it's going to do? Your dog's colon is going to be so clean. You see a lot of these animals wind up getting these big old lumps coming out of their rear ends, these big bubbles coming out, okay, because they got cancer and cysts coming out of, these, out of their rears, okay? And this gets rid of all of that. And also that mustard green leaf, my brother, will help you with your grandma and your mother. It gives them oxygen and secures their heart. So there are items we have that we have, how do I say, we've been abusing it, brother. Now, Straight let, out let abuse. Me ask, let me ask you this. Weed. I want I want you to give us a, a breakdown on, on weed and what the benefits are. Like, what, what are the benefits of weed and what does it do to our body? Because that is a... a, Did you, a are you talking about marijuana or are you talking about yeah. weed? Weed. Marijuana. Marijuana, yes. Okay. I'm so happy you said that because I'm the only preacher on earth <laughs> that's going to break it off. <laughs> Y'all ready? Hold oh, on to your seat. Strap yourself in, okay? Here's the bottom line. The original name was Kanabu with a K, not with a C. They're telling you the word cannabis. I'll say it again. The original name is Kanabu. Kana means sweet. Boo means herb. Every religion, I said all religions, began with Kanabu. Kanabu and Kalamas were the ingredients in Exodus in the anointed oil for our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. Who you call Jesus. I'll say this slowly because a lot of people are not going to like and not going to want to hear it and say, hey, they want to argue with me. I don't care. I'm the doctor. I tell you like it is, not like it's supposed to be. Jesus, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, would have not had the anointing without the Cana boo. Period. Now, let's go a step further on this actual seed. In the Bible, Genesis 1, 29, God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. To you it shall be meat, to every beast, to every fowl, to everything that creep and crawl on the planet Earth. He said, It is so. 
That's what the Bible says. So if the Bible says this in Genesis 1.29, now watch me closely, my brothers. The preachers will preach to you the whole Bible. They'll give you a sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon. And I'm a preacher, and I ask other preachers, why the heck did you skip Genesis 1.29? The first chapter tells our people how to stay alive. Oh, that's pretty powerful what I just said, huh? In the first chapter of the Bible, you get the program that I'm giving to you. In the first chapter of the Bible, I'm giving you the Enoch and the Methuselah program. No man. I'm not here to, how do you say, uh, make myself look big or anything like this. Because when you work for God, you got to speak with authority. When you work with God, it's ordained shit. When you work with God, it is the anointing that I'm dropping yes. on you. So, so this thing that they're yes. telling you all these things about these foods, man has been playing a game on you. Now, doctors, people say, hey, what about you and this doctor? How do you versus this doctor? How do you versus that doctor? This is my answer to that, okay? I want everybody to hear this crystal clear. I've been doing this since I was six years old. I was actually ordained at five months old. I'll talk about that a little later. But I've been healing, meaning God's been using my hands to do healing since I was six years old. What I teach in health and healing, no doctor has ever taught. Give you, you kings know about herbs. You heard about herbs and people use herbs and all this and that. I'm going to go back to the marijuana, too, my brother. I'm going to go back to that, too, okay? But uh, in the herbal line, I want you all to know that it's not about the herbs in as such as it is about, hold on, hold on. I'm going to break it off so hard that this will blow the world's mind. It is all about the seed. The seed is the first step in the first generation. The seed is the one thing that Monsanto is after to take over, and they're doing the GMO, genetically modified organized seeds. They're doing all this stuff. It is the seed that grows the herb. And I teach people, even young children, I will say if an apple seed, one apple seed, if an apple seed could grow a thousand apples on a tree, young man, how powerful is that seed? And see, when you say that in that light, then a person go, wow, that seed was pretty powerful because that one seed grew that big tree. And all of those apples came from one seed. Man doesn't want us to know the ultimate, the extreme power and health it's really not the herbs. I work for God. It's a step before the herb, which is the seed. I'm basically a seed master and a seedologist. I'm going to give you some knowledge now that I've never told anyone. I don't even teach this in my seminars. I'm going to drop it here. The three most important seeds on the planet Earth. If I told you to only eat these three seeds, you could walk away from every darn doctor on the planet, including me, too. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Yes, yes. give it to us. I'll be ready. You ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm the, first seed, the first seed is the mustard seed from the Bible. 
Okay. Blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, your weight. My brother does your penis. It helps you have a strong one to have a baby. It does everything. It cleans out the woman, give her the nutrients, the calcium, the iron, the zinc. And all these women can't even have a baby. That muscle seat takes the pain out of old people's legs and let them walk. And this is extreme, the next sentence. Not only does it take the pain out of the old black senior's leg or anybody old, when a person falls down at 70, 80, 90 years old, a lot of times the break causes them to die. Because that old lady ate that mustard green leaf, at least one leaf like I asked her a week, that old lady or that old man, if they fall, you know what they're going to do? They're going to brush it off, go on about their business and do what they got to do. Okay? So the mustard seed from the Bible, Matthew 16, Mark chapter of, of 4, verse, of Mark of Verses uh, uh, 4 through 24. But anyway, the mustard seed is the number one for the Bible. The black seed okay. is the one that the prophet Muhammad says is everything but death. So the black seed is the number one for all Muslims all over the world. All Muslims all over the world. The third seed is the pomegranate seed. The pomegranate seed. The pomegranate has 317 seeds. There's one seed her passage in the Torah. I even teach the rabbi. Rabbis go, how do you know all this? I say, rabbi, if your people ate the seed, you wouldn't see the stupid doctors. Mm. That's correct. You could eat the pomegranate fruit with the hull and the seeds. Remember this. If you see a bird, the bird eats straight through the pomegranate skin. An elephant would eat through the skin. An alligator would eat through the skin. A squirrel would eat through the skin. But you throw the skin away. You do the same thing with the lemon. You do the same thing with the lime. You do the same thing with the orange. And there's your nutrients. You're throwing it away. You're throwing it away. Okay? So, once again, the mustard seed, the Bible. The so, black seed, the Quran. The pomegranate seed, the Torah. And the pomegranate seed. Okay. Look, You're a king. You got, I call it the three kings. I call it the three kings. <laughs> Brother, I'm gonna take okay. that I had to head off a second ago, but I couldn't leave because I need. I needed to get that. I had to get that real quick. <laughs> I had to get that. So, so, brother. So remember, remember in health, people gonna talk to you about health and doctors. How do you say? Knowledge only goes as far as what you know. But this is what I want you two brothers to know, you two kings, okay? Health is history. And health is also love. So from love, history, you have health. Everything I teach you will go back in history. Let me give you a little example because most people know and most people, how do you say, think they know, but they don't know. The health that I teach you the reason why I say no man know what I do, no man has this authority because God give it to me like this. I teach you the health that go back before there was any light on the planet Earth. Do people know about that? There were thousands of different mushrooms yeah. that grew in the dark. Thousands now, of mushrooms that man lived on. Okay? So in the dark, and we were living and eating healthy. Now, catch this part. There's another part where we walked. Man walked from Africa to China. He walked from Africa to Spain, uh, to Mexico, to Venezuela. It's called the Bering Straits. There was a time 
when the earth was flat with no oceans. Did you guys hear me say that? I'm going to say it again. No oceans. A comet hit the earth and made the oceans. Before the oceans was here, black men walked for 25 years from Africa to get to another country. We were the walkers. Yeah. We, we were the most adventurous people on the planet Earth. But right now, we sit on our butt and don't even want to leave our own neighborhood. A lot of our young brothers and sisters never even been out their own city. I encourage everybody to get up and go. Adventure out. And the more cities you see, the more states, the more countries, the brighter your knowledge, the more knowledge you have, okay? So, uh... uh hold on one second. Go ahead. Derek, let me get let me get Derek out of here so he can... So he, I know he may he has something else, another engagement he got to go to real quick, but thank you so much, mm -hmm. Derek, for coming on, bro. I appreciate you. So, Lee, you be on standby. We're going to talk to you. We got a lot to definitely discuss, but um, Derek, let everybody know where they can find you, my brother. Um, I mean, you can find me right here at, uh, at KingDerek.A, uh, and that's pretty much the best way to keep up with me other than on the Tizu, so, um, meaning the TV. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Man, gonna be all legal. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for all the knowledge, doctor, and um, y'all yes, soon. I knew you were the king before you I said it. it. <laughs> Eric, everybody. Okay, so Dr. Joe. Yes, sir. It's me and you now. It's me and you. It's me and you, my brother. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, my brother. Thank you. And uh, I want to make sure we, we speak a little bit about women's health because there are thousands and thousands of young sisters. Black women are dying at a very large ratio right now. And our young ladies are dying due to fibroid tumors and due to cysts. And our Lord and Savior has been calling out, screaming at me to put the word out about these tumors and these cysts. You remember I said our minds are in slavery to got us enslaved? They got us in slavery through this matter of the foods that we eat. And we need to go to God and how do you say get away from that? I'm going to give you exact instruction on that. Number one, sugar, butter, coffee, spicy food. I'll say it again. Sugar, butter, coffee, spicy foods. Those are the greatest, greatest enemies of a black man or a brown-skinned person. Dr. Jolie, you're not, they're not going to go for this. Everybody love butter. Everybody love hot sauce. They're not going to go for this. Well, you know, this is what Lord and Savior wants them to know, and I'm just bringing a message. <laughs> now, how about, ready? How about here, here, here. I got you. You got to hear this. Now. Here it how is. How about organic? How about organic? Organic butter. Organic. Um, okay, no. When you get to the organic stuff, now you get to the stuff where people are doing their own little creative inventions. I don't like people's creative inventions. I like to go along with what's direct from the ground from God, direct. But once you put all these new editors, because they have so many ways of how do you say, uh, I'll say this, a lot of people don't know this, but you could put an X amount of chemicals and pesticides in a food and the government will still allow you to call it organic. With, I believe it's up to seven or 8%. You could put crap in there and still call it organic. And the public doesn't know this. 
So, but let's go back to what we're saying about the sugar, butter, and co coffee. The sugar, butter, coffee, spicy food. God wants me to relate the message to all of our black people. If we don't change our ways, we won't even have a black race in America. Black women are dying close to 60% having babies. Either the baby's dying, they're dying, or both dying. I get many, many, many clients that have a lot of issues with having babies. We got to start. Give an example, my king. If you have a daughter, let's say, I don't know if you do or no, don't. But if you have a daughter, and I want all brothers and sisters to know this, start teaching your, your young children that they have to eat correctly beginning at 14, 15. Because a young lady at 14, 15, if she has a desire in her mind to have a baby at 18, 19, 20, 21, because a lot do, then she's got to get herself healthy. Okay? So the, the butter, the spicy food, mainly spicy food, everything's caliente now. The, the, the uh, chips the taco chips, tortilla chips, the Cheeto chips. Everybody's downing it like crazy, even giving it to our babies, which is cancer to the babies. So I want the women to know, when you eat these taco chips, you eat this hot sauce, and you eat all these flaming, flaming, flaming hot, uh, hot wings, what you're doing is you're burning your internal lining, and then when it comes time to have a baby, you don't have this called a placenta. That's the bag to carry the baby. You don't have not even a placenta to even carry the baby. You've got nothing. You burn it out before it even started. So people got to know that the woman is an oven. She's only the carrier of the baby. And I want brothers to know, like you and your family and other men to know, that the male sperm determines what's going to happen to this baby. I'll say it again. The male sperm determines whether this child may be blind, whether this child may be dyslexic, whether this child may have whatever kind of disease through the male sperm. I want our sisters to start telling the daughters, you got to check, do a triple check, whatever guy you're going to be with. Don't lay down and sleep with a guy that ain't healthy, because if he ain't healthy, your baby's not going to be healthy. Oh, this is powerful what I just said. And women got to go back to the tub. My brother, I'm saying this to all women, all, all women. The number one health secret, remember I said history is health, health is history. The number one health secret for a woman is sitting in the tub with apple cider vinegar. Fill up your tub with water, let it get very hot, then sit into the tub and just sit there and marinate for maybe an hour to two hours. What I do is I put a laptop, a towel on the, on the toilet seat, a towel, and I put my laptop or the cell phone on top, and I watch a cartoon movie, a Looney Tunes, for two, three hours, four hours sitting in the tub. My brother, try it. Sit in the tub with apple cider vinegar. It will release your heart. You'll have more oxygen flowing through your lungs. All the acid and ingestion in you will come out. All the poison in your skins and all the toxins will come out. It'll do wonders for your body. But if women would do this, they need to spread themselves their legs and force the water inside, or the woman should douche at least twice a week. A woman has to sit in the tub to stay healthy. It's the bottom, bottom 
lie. And some women can't get into it because they have physical difficulties. If that's the situation, she could sit down and have a bucket right beside her and she could use a little hot water, pour some hot water in it with the vinegar and mop herself down with a bucket. But I want women to know this and, and it's really important that even homeless women, I want homeless women to know the God ain't forsaken you. God ain't forgot about you. I'm here to help you too. If you're a homeless woman, you can mop your body down with vinegar. If you're a homeless woman, you can take a dollar bottle of alcohol and clean yourself as clean as anybody else. If you're a homeless woman, you could also take a lemon and scrub your skin. You could take ginger and a lime and scrub your skin and just pour some water off and be clean. So I want people who are homeless to know how to have health also. Because some people can't get to Dr. Jolly and, Jolly and all of my products and all this stuff. They can't get there. So women got to know that their health, their health will determine and control whether we have a civilization here in America. Now, in Africa and Jamaica and Trinidad, oh, the black babies, they're going to keep pouring out. You know why they're going to keep pouring out? Because the Africans don't care about sugar like we do. They believe that bitter is better. Bitter is better. And that is true. Mm. Bitter is better. But we're hooked on the sugar and also it's taking out the prostates of all of our men, okay? And our men are having problems, dis uh, dysfunction problems here. And a lot of our young males are 20 years old and can't get a woman pregnant. I'll say it again. A lot of black males, 20, cannot get a woman pregnant. So the, these pot sauce, this pepper, this butter, somebody's got to let our people know because there's going to be a percentage of us that are going to want to turn their life around and do, and do the right thing. You know what? What about you? How much sugar? Let me, let me, you know what? You're hitting us heavy, okay? But these ladies have some questions. They're asking, okay. how much apple cider vinegar? All right? That is from Larry Nolan too. How much apple cider vinegar in 30 seconds or less? Go ahead. Okay, the first thing you need is the brown apple cider vinegar you're going to put in one quart in a tub, one quart, and sit for at least an hour. If you can sit for two hours, then you put in more. You let a little water out, and you pour in some more apple cider vinegar. Everybody sit for no less. The most important thing about the tub is your skin's got to look wrinkled like a prune. Do not get out the tub until your skin looks wrinkled. When you get out the tub, it's going to tighten up in two seconds. Okay, you heard that? Pour it in there. You got sitting there two hours until you wrinkle up like a prune. All right, we got another question from Jenna Marie 311. What about meat? You mentioned butter and all of those spicy. What about meat? What about meat? Okay, here's the thing about meat the situation is that nobody's growing the animals or feeding them in the proper way that they should be fed. So all of the meat right now is pretty much contagious. Pretty much. They've got fillers. They've got glues. They've got so many tricks. And the number one trick they've been doing with the meat, what they've been doing for the last 50 years, is they'll take old, old meat, and they'll pour fresh blood on it, and you'll go buy it because it looks fresh and red and everything, and the meat is bad. And so that's a big, big problem. And also in the beef, so I want all of the so doctor, If it's red, Dr. Joe Lee, is, it's not. If it's too red, don't get it. 
Well, what I'm saying, if it's too red and some shakes, you have to really closely look at the meat because a lot of times they will use blood to make the meat look fresh. That's one of the oldest butcher tricks on the planet Earth. They pour blood on old meat so that they, you know, because they don't want to throw it out. They need to sell it. The store is trying to get their money. You know, what, what, how do you say on the street? They try to get that cake. Okay, so the meat is the meat has issues, and also, also with the meat. Um, uh, one second on the meat. One more thing I got to say on the meat. Be extremely careful about hot dogs and beef. I want all of our brothers and sisters to know. Can you? Are you still there? Your picture went away. I'm here. Are you there? I'm here. I'm just trying to get something together. Okay. Okay. You can talk. Okay, I'll say this. I'll go ahead and say it then. I want everybody to know that I've been knowing this for the last 35 years. A lot of babies that you see on the milk bottles, a lot of people you see that have been missing, they take people, put them in rituals, and they grind them up, and they put them into meat. Jewish people don't eat your hot dogs and your hamburgers because they know that people are ground up in the meat. And when you grind up people and put them in the meat, you make an angry, angry, mean, mean race. Be careful. With eating ground beef. Be careful with eating hot dogs. I'm going to say it again. They've been grinding up people for years and putting them in the food and serving it back to the black community. I don't have time for games. No time for games. So, no burgers, no hot dogs? Well, I'm saying if you have burgers, you better know that it came from someplace very safe because they're, I'm just saying, they play a lot of games with the beef. Who's in Trader Joe's? Well, then that, that's correct. If you go where they go eat it, then you're going to have less problem because they're sending yeah. it to our neighborhoods. The worst food is in the black neighborhood, period. It's the bottom, bottom line. Now, okay, Kimberly K. Brown, Kim, Kimberly B. Brown is asking, how about organic products? I remember you mentioned earlier that organic products, we got to be careful if we, if we don't know what it's growing like. But right, let me right, ask right. you this. When you go into what is the difference of a non-GMO, organic, and gluten-free? All of these signs that we see on the packaging. What is all I'm gonna, that? I'm going to be honest with you. So, so, so you understand? So, you guys give me a thousand percent. I want y'all to hear me clearly. When I hear somebody say gluten on any package, I won't touch it. If I hear something says organic. I don't touch it. If I hear some say probiotic, I don't touch it. If I hear something say alkaline, I don't touch it. Guess why? These are all these new terms that they've thrown in your face in the last 40 years, and they're all crap. I'll say it again. I just want straight, clean food. I don't want you saying this term. Don't put any terms to my food. I want food straight from the ground that has no terms. It's just, it's just a leaf. It's just a tomato. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I want us to know there's no nutrients in the food anymore. <laughs> Question? You know what? You know, there's so many questions. A lot of people are here. They're saying, hi, Dr. Joe Lee. They're saying everything that you're saying. Reed Deese is saying it's all true. A Humble saying everything you're saying is true. Coley D says you're talking straight facts. Uh, Jenna Marie is asking, what about the pork? What about, about the what? Well, I mean, the pork, to be honest, 
I don't even like to discuss the poets because it's straight right there in, 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 the, in, the, in the Bible, in Leviticus chapter 11. I want all black people to know that the Jews read Leviticus chapter 11. That is their guideline for kosher food. And in Leviticus chapter 11, God says, do not eat the, eat the, uh, the, 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 the animal with the split hoof that don't chew the cud. I'll say it again. Do not eat the animal with the split hoofs. That does not chew the cud. The cow chews the cud. The pig does not. You're not supposed to eat him. We're not supposed to eat uh, uh, the lobster. We're not supposed to eat the crab. We're not supposed to eat the shrimp. And we're not supposed to eat the catfish. Now, let me explain it why real fast, real fast, okay? In and out. The reason why we're not supposed to eat it is because they're scavengers. They eat poop. The fish that eat poop, you're not supposed to eat. They float on the bottom and their bottom feeders and they eat poop. Matter of fact, a lot of times our people go to restaurants, they get a shrimp dish and, they, and, and, and the poop is still in the shrimp. And I see brothers and sisters still eating it with the poop inside. <laughs> Didn't even clean the poop from the shrimp, okay? So we got to be careful because they're called scavengers. And that's where you get the viruses in the body. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Dr. Jolie. Damn. You got to pull up on us. You hitting this hard. You hitting this hard. You know in the black hey, community, we man. love our seafood boil. We love our shrimp, our lobster, our crab with the corn and the potatoes. You know how we eat, doctor. Okay, I'm going to say it slowly. Here's what the world has to hear what black people don't want to hear, but you got to have the truth. The bottom line, what I teach in health for my Lord and Savior is soul food is slave food. One more time. Soul food is slave food. We have to learn the healthy way of cooking. We're still cooking the ways of our slave master, and that is an issue. African people don't do that. Jamaican people don't do that. So why are we doing it? You understand what I'm saying? We're doing it so we need to know the truth. The truth. So I love gumbo, but I can't have it. I love some gumbo. <laughs> but it's not good for me. Okay? How about it's not good. How about every day? They say sometimes it's all about portions and, and how often we That's can correct. That's correct. Okay, let me let me give it to you best for our people because we got a lot of people who are diabetes uh, and uh, uh, people have a lot of overweight problems and and people have issues with how much to eat and uh, how do you say the binge eaters where they just keep eating can't stop eating. Here's the bottom line to the health, and no one wants to tell you the truth, but I'm going to say it right now. Your body does not care about the food. Your body only cares about the nutrients that the food carries. That's the only thing that moves your organs. Everything else becomes waste matter. So here's the thing I teach people. The way the Chinese people eat is close to the way the people in Europe eat. They call it the continental breakfast, continental denture. Continental basically meaning small portions. Let me explain to you exact reason. I want everybody to get this in their head. This, what I'm going to say is next, is extreme. Your stomach, 
My king, your stomach is the size of a grapefruit. Anything you put in your stomach that's more than the size of a grapefruit, you are stretching your stomach. I'll say it again. The stomach is the size of a grapefruit. Now, you put much more than that in it, you have honestly overate. But a lot of people wouldn't get it like that. Okay? So, continental breakfast, continental dinners, China, you see Not Chinese people with tiny little bits, tiny little bits? But, but hold on, Dr. Joe Lee. We like to go to the buffet. We like all you can eat. We like unlimited brunch, bottomless. Right. That's how we like to consume our food and our alcohol. Right. Well, you want to know the answer to that? God has an answer for that. Here it is, straight out. We're men and women, and we have dominion over animals, authority and power over animals. Watch what I'm saying slowly here. The lion is the king of the jungle. He can eat all, any animal he wants to eat. But what he does when he captures his prey, he only eats enough for him for today and tomorrow. Now, he can eat this whole deer if he wants, but he eats just what he needs to get him so he can get keep moving. Look, he got to keep moving and keep walking and keep running. So he knows he's got to be able to fly in the air. So he's not going to eat nothing to slow him down like that because he's going to be always on the prey. He's always on the prey. A lion will leave the he will leave the food for the buzzards. For whoever else want to come by and eat it up. But he don't eat it. So I tell people, we go to the restaurants and we put sideboards and bring extra everything we can home. But the lion, the king of the jungle, he don't eat like that. Think of what I'm saying, my brother. You see all these brothers that are real big and they're buffing and buffing and buffing and buff. Well, guess what? The elephant and the gorilla are the two largest animals in the jungle. And neither one eat meat. I'm going to say it again. The elephant and the gorilla. Neither one eat meat. And they're the strongest in the jungle. The animals, we have dominion over them. But they're much more intelligent than us when it comes to eating. You can't give a cat a Doritos potato chip. You can't give a cat some McDonald's french fries. <laughs> It don't happen like that. We got to at least be smart as the animals. <laughs> we have more power than them. And we're not using our smartness. We're not using it. That's the problem. That's the problem. All right. Listen, I know you guys, have, you guys have a lot of questions in here. I see you guys are asking your questions. Thank y'all all for joining. Dr. Jolie is dropping all of these gems. Okay, I want to talk about herpes and AIDS today, too. Herpes and AIDS, too. I want to speak on that a little bit, too, okay? Okay, let's speak on it. Let's speak on it. Yeah, already. We go to the questions first. You want to go to the questions first, and I'll come back? You know what? The questions could be on pause. But you guys can all go ahead and ask your questions. Dr. Joe Lee has something to say. Okay. So I want to speak a little bit about herpes and AIDS. Because I have a lot of people that come to me. I, if, the world would be shocked how many people I help with herpes and AIDS. The first thing I want to say about herpes and AIDS is this, my brother. There's a large, when I say large percentage, there's a large percentage of women that have herpes. 
And I'm speaking from my heart, and I'm saying with love, with spiritual love, like you cannot get it. There's a lot of women, our sisters that have herpes, and they can't go out and intervene with other guys and be feel comfortable and date and, and go to dinner because they feel that they have this one thing holding them back from a relationship. This girl is beautiful, but in her mind, she can't enter a relationship because she knows she knows it's wrong to bring this situation to another man. But our brothers will have the herpes and just boom it, boom it, boom it, boom it, boom it, just keep it on with after one after another, women and women, and just keep spreading it around. But there's a large, when I say a large group of beautiful women that sustain and stay back, no relationships, no nothing, because of this herpes. Let me go and talk about black, the herpes. Is a black woman, doctor? Yes, mainly I'm talking about black women right now. I'm speaking black women right now. I want our young girls and young boys to know that you will start getting a virus. You don't even have to actually have sex. You can just be naked, rubbing up against each other, making friction after friction after friction, and then the, the, your skin, your pores, just through your pores, you will move virus into another person's body just through your pores. And after you done rubbed up so much, you got cuts, you got a little bruise, you don't see that it's red up in this. You don't see that infected. You've opened a virus just through your, look at me, rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And you haven't even inserted, haven't did anything. The viruses begin outside going to the inside and inside both ways. So I tell people, don't lay down with somebody that's not clean. If a woman's going to lay down with a man, she better watch him shower before she does anything. And that still doesn't mean he's healthy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. She's, She's got to watch on, him shower. Right, don't trust him. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. <laughs> You got to watch him. Now, same thing with a man. Same thing with a man. Same thing with a man. If a man is getting with a woman and he don't know, he say, well, you know what? She's fine, but she kind of fly on the fly side. Mm, I just don't know. Well, if you think it's like that, my brother, you tell her you take your shower after she takes hers. <laughs> you get it? That's the way you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the way we do it. Doctor. Let's also, also with the AIDS. Oh, wait, before before you get there, because there's there's a lot of things going on, uh, but our community is very prideful because look, you know, we have this monkeypox. You know what I'm saying? There's COVID, right. there's COVID. There's so much viruses going on. Right, 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 right. Well, I got to do one more point on the herpes and AIDS before we go into that. I'm going go straight to that with you. One more point on the herpes and AIDS. Give an example. If a woman is with some guy tonight. She could, she could lick apple cider vinegar before she goes on this date. She could lick baking soda before she goes on this date. You can drink peroxide a couple swallows before you go on that date. If you did what I just said, then you just set up your bloodstream so when a virus comes in you, you already got your dukes up waiting to knock it out. I'll say it again. If you had a salad with vinegar, right before that date, a salad with vinegar. If you licked a couple of wax of baking soda right before that date, 
You've got your blood cleaning. You have a cleaning system. It's, it's like I tell you, hey, man, go go pour some Purex into the toilet or pour some bleach over here or pour some pine salt over there. You just started a cleaning system. Well, I just gave you a natural way to start cleaning the body before sex. Nobody's ever told people this. Also, women don't mm. get pregnant if they got Vaseline inside them either. People don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so cleaning, cleanliness, cleanliness is next to godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. So I want people to know when they start going down this road. And also I want men to know that condoms have microscopic holes in them. I'm going to say it again. Condoms have microscopic holes in them. And Hold the on. only you way to protect that is you to wear two condoms at a time. Hold on one second, Dr. Yes, I did say it. You said yes. that? That's what you said? Now, I let me ask condoms. you, which, which condoms should we be using? Which ones should we be using? Yes. Well, I, all I can say to you is that they got brands that they say are good, and I can't say, you know, I'm not going to endorse. I'm not going to be the preacher endorsing condoms, okay? So on that side, you're going to have to go look and, 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 and do the best you can on that. I'm just going to tell you the truth, that condoms have microscopic holes in them and the thinner they are the more chances you are of having those holes being larger the actual AIDS virus the AIDS virus and herpes virus is two times smaller than the hole in the condom did you hear what I just said condoms have holes in them and the virus can still move through the hole so is this this is a setup this is a setup well, it's just that the public needs to know the truth because we don't get to be told everything. We just get told enough so that we buy the product. You understand? They just want us to buy the product. That's that's what it's all about, the product. Okay? So that's that's that deal. So um, yes. any questions on sex? <laughs> any other questions? You know what? There? Let's move on. No, no, no other questions on this. There's so many more things I want to get into, Dr. Joe Lee. So I want to move yes. on to the next thing. Everybody right now, I'm in New York City right now. We are in a state of emergency. Monkeypox is taking over. The over state. year. It is pandemic. Coronavirus. Coronavirus is back on the rise. Or maybe that's now gone and monkeypox is on the rise. I don't understand what's going on. Talk to us. That's right. What's going on is they're taking, they're making up diseases and they're planting them in the black people in Africa and they're flying it back over here and spreading it right around. And right now, San Francisco is the number one place where the majority of the monkeypox is in America. San Francisco, they took it straight to the gay city, okay? They're going to move it down to Atlanta in a major way, but they say San Francisco has 80% of the monkeypox in America. They took it to they took it to the what I call it the spreading market. They want the gays. Not say that they know the gays. They're planning this. It's a, you know I mean it's a setup. It's a setup on gay people to get them into this situation. Basically is what they're doing. Okay? Because that's how I look at it. It's a setup. Okay? Mm. They make up this virus and they take it there. We've got this black seed oil here. You see this right here? This bottle? Yes, yes. This is black seed oil. 
This is one of the items I use. Okay. This item is for AIDS. This item is for herpes. This item will be for the monkey pox, the black seed oil, our cancer tea, this bottle right here. And then we have another bottle that you put in your nose, this oil. And then when you put this in your nose, the anointed oil, you can breathe. Your lungs open up like you would never believe. Okay? You just put it in your nose and twist it around. And it opens up your heart. It releases asthma, indigestion, all that stuff. It takes tumors off the brain, okay? But the black seed oil is number one to clean your colon. Oh, by the way, everybody, Jolie. 7169 on Instagram, J-O-L-I-E, 7169 on Instagram. And I'm also the Food Prophet on YouTube, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, the Food Prophet. You said what? I didn't hear you. Okay. I was trying to hear you. And how long does, how long does a bottle last, Dr. Jolie? How long does okay. a bottle last for? Okay, the black seed oil, uh, I'll explain it to you like this. This works on how many ounces your body will be containing. It, example, a, a six-cylinder a six car takes six quarts of oil, okay? Four-cylinder takes four quarts of oil. If a person is anywhere up to 150 pounds, they may eventually need two or three bottles of this. If the person is, uh, how do I say, 300 pounds, 280 pounds, they will need to start off with a large bottle of this, which is 12 ounces, okay? This is number one for clearing your colon. 60,000 people die a year because they can't poop. This is not the black seed oil that you see in the stores that they sell everywhere you go. This is Dr. Jolie's black seed oil. This is made exactly from the seed, and all the oil that you will see all over the earth, even in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai, in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, mm. the black seed oil they have there is dark brown. The black seed oil they sell all over America is yes. dark brown. It is not the true black seed oil. You're looking at it right here. It's jet black. Okay? And this oil, if a person has a sugar problem, blood pressure problem, cholesterol problem, three, four tablespoons will knock it off. Ha, 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 ha. That's how God does it. God gave us everything in abundance. It's just that people don't know what to go to get. But this item heals about a hundred things. You can put this on a virus on a person's body. It'll take out a virus. Like I said, it will clean your colon. Now, another thing that this does that I like, my brother, this here allows me to wiggle like a worm. I could do whatever I wanted with this. You know what I'm saying? I, I could I could do whatever I want. I'm a rubber band. I'm like a six year old boy. Bend me this way. Bend me that way. You could do all of that. <laughs> what's that thing you could do? Uh, what's that thing they should go under the limbo? But the bounce go under the under the under the. Wow, I forgot the little dance they should do. Limbo thing. <laughs> yeah, but this black seed oil will make an old person eighty years feel like fifty. I'll say it again. It will make an old person eighty years old feel like. 50. This oil I started giving to people that were football players in the beginning because they were broken up, busted up, linebackers. I first started giving this to people that were, like I said, three and 400 pound men. And then I went to give it to people that couldn't poop. 
You know what? There's a lot of people that are asking questions, Dr. Jolie. You got the, everybody's going crazy in the live, in the chat. Okay, your products, your products are a hit. You know what I'm saying? And we know we know for a fact that you actually are the healer. Now, you mentioned before the mustard seed, the 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 pomegranate seed, and you also yes. mentioned is it the what was the last one? The black the seed. The black seed. Yes, yes, now, yes, yes, yes. The does your products contain all of these seeds? Does your products contain these seeds? Yes, 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 yes. I don't contain the pomegranate seed in the products because I like to work with it fresh. You understand? So I use the pomegranate in juices and things like that. But I don't send dried pomegranate seeds because they're better fresh. The pomegranate is the one you want fresh. You don't want it dried. You want it fresh. That's the one you want fresh, okay? I also mm. have a green tea that does blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. It does your weight. It does your vision. It does your mucus. A lot of us are loaded with mucus. A lot of women think they're fat, and it's not. It's a lot of music, mucus and water. And also with women, I want women to know, because women say, I'm fat, I'm fat. You know what I say to women? You're not fat. You're overstressed. Women, please hear me loud and clear. A lot of women think they're fat due to eating, due to that. How can I keep getting on weight? How can I keep putting on weight? I'm not eating like that. You are stressed. God loves you. God wants you to go find a good movie. Find something you like to do. And when you find that, keep on doing it. Like me, I like watching cartoons. I like to play a guitar. So do something that makes you happy to get rid of the stress. Because stress is the number one item that puts weight on a woman. Stress works with a man in a different way than it works with women. Women generally wear their stress. God mm. loves you, women. God wants you to be healthy. In every area. Also, I want to make sure that women know, do not use the bras that have metal in them, okay? Women wear bras that have metal in them. And that metal is that mercury in that metal that causes you breast cancer. So pull away from these bras with the metal in them, okay? China is the one company, not company, but uh, China is the one place that makes all the bras, why come America only gives contracts to China and all the bras come out of China? Almost nothing made here in America at all. So I want women to be careful that. that I want women Dr. to Joey, know. You... Do... Go ahead. Please do not use Cotex or Tampex. I didn't hear you. You said? Say that last part again. Please do not use the last. The please do not use what? Oh. I was saying to women, I want to make sure that all of our sisters, Spanish women, black women, that you do not use Kotex or tampons. Get away a thousand percent. Run as fast as you can. These, these tampon napkins and Kotex have been sued. They got sued by so a company called uh, Now. So I'm what sorry? Are they supposed to use? What are they supposed to use then? The National Organization of Women sued Cotex and Tampex for a billion dollars. This is about 15, 20 years ago. And they won a 
hands down settlement right out of court. And guess why they won so fast? Because Kotex and Tampex had to pay a billion dollars because they were putting 1,500 chemicals in a Kotex and Tampex pad. They said they were putting more chemicals in a Kotex and Tampex than you put in a filter of a cigarette. I'll say it again. More chemicals in a Tampex. Now, I want women to understand this. When you put that Tampex in you, if God intended on you to bleed one spoonful, you're going to bleed two cups because of this pad. They make these pads to induce bleeding, to make you bleed more and more and more so that they get more money. When you read the instructions on a Tampex pad, the box, the last label in the box, read the label, the last sentence says, may cause death, my brother. The last sentence on a Tampex label says, may cause death. Sisters, please wake up. This is causing us to have all kinds of issues with babies, with pregnancies, with having preemies, with having all kinds of abortions, with, all, with, with, with being sterile and not be able to have babies at all. Kotex and Tampex, stay the hell away from them. And I wish they would call me and get mad with Dr. Jolly Harris saying it because I'm going to deal with it. God wants you to know to stay healthy and stay clean. And so the women are putting napkins down here that are destroying our race. They've been doing this for years and years and years. And God, Lord, wants you to shut it down. Shut it down. Yes. Okay. Dr. Jolie, you're hitting this hard. I can. The chat is going crazy. They have questions. They have a lot of questions. But I have to stay on the show task. Okay. Dr. Jolie, you've given us so much gems, all right? And we're going to circle back around to your products again before we end. But I have to, I have to get into yeah. this. Let's, let's go to the mustard seed. Here's, here's that mustard seed I was talking about. Now, I'm going to give you an example. A person take a mustard, a, a, some people come to me to have, um, they have, what do you call it? Um, they have epileptic seizures. You know, you people have seizures, right? You know seizures? People have seizures to the brain. I give them mustard seeds, and they chew the mustard seeds. It sends oxygen to the brain and such shuts down the person's seizures. There's a lot of guys tell me, hey, man, I need to get a little, hmm, I'm not, I'm, hey, I'm not there yet. Can I get there? I says, yeah, eat the mustard seed. You know, you can use it like a kickstand if you use your mustard seed, okay? And the same thing for women. It helps with the women with the weight. Helps them with the diabetes, helps the women with the blood pressure, and it really, really helps a woman the most if she's pregnant, okay? But this is going to give you 16 vitamins and nutrients, okay? And it'll give you a third leg, my brother. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the We have what's called manna. This is the manna in the Bible. It's really bee pollen, but the Bible calls it manna. They say the manna flies through the heaven. The manna is number one for women with hot flashes. A lot of women have hot flashes. Also, the mustard seed and the manna work excellent for young women that have um, their menstrual cycles. If I could get all women 
all young girls and women to take these two items, they won't have the pain, they won't have the cramps in their menstrual cycles. Do you realize how many girls go to school and have issues studying because of their pain? They got to call a mom and dad to come pick them up from school because they're honestly in some extreme pain. The more pepper, the more hot sauce, the more butter that girl eats, the more pain you're going to have during your cycle. So help me, so help me, so help me. Yeah. So if you want to relieve the pain, I just gave you some ideas. I'll be pollen, I'll mustard seeds, and stay away from that hot sauce. Yes, yes, yes. So, my brother, we hey, also make a gallon of juice. hot sauce. <laughs> we also have a cancer package. We have a cancer package at 300. We have an AIDS package at 300 we have a diabetes package at about 140 for the diabetes package but we make a package for whatever your situation and we do have individual items there too but everybody that comes to me gets to get away from medication my brother once you start taking these herbs you don't need to fast you don't need to diet you don't take any medication and you for sure don't take any vitamins i'll say it again so that's what the benefit of coming here is you don't take herbs. You don't take no vitamins. You don't take no medications. You don't see no doctors. You don't have no downtime. Me, myself, I don't even have insurance because our Lord and Savior, the most high is my insurance. I have not seen a doctor in 50 years. How many people you know can say they live yeah. their life and not seen a doctor in 50 years? I use alcohol to brush my teeth. Y'all see my teeth? I use alcohol. My brother, they yes. got all these things Al clean teeth. I said alcohol? again, if you got 30 seconds, if you got 30 seconds, I'll go get it and show you. I'll run in two seconds. You can talk and I'll come right back. You want to see? Just say yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You hold on. Ahead, two seconds. Okay. So, I'm going to show y'all how to brush y'all teeth with alcohol. Okay, Dr. Jolie don't play no games here. Y'all are zapped in. I hope y'all are zapped in. Okay. This is getting really interesting. I want y'all to understand that he's dropping these gems and he's giving it to us for free tonight. If you haven't hit the follow button, I need you guys to hit the follow button right now. Yes. Okay. It's All right. All right. Okay. All right, my brother. Go ahead, Dr. Jody. Let him know. Show us. Okay. Before I do this, here's just straight rubbing alcohol. Y'all see it? Okay. Y'all see it? You see the toothbrush? You see it? Okay, the uh -huh. first thing I want to say is you're going to see a thousand, million, zillion commercials about brushing your teeth, how to keep your teeth white. Am I right? There's a zillion commercials how to keep your teeth white. Let me explain what the world don't want you to know. Before I say this, I'm going to give you a parable so you really get the understanding. You've been going to the dentist all your life. When you go to your dentist, I don't care who's watching this show. When you go to the dentist, the dentist been keeping your, all his utensils in alcohol. The dentist's office is sitting in blue alcohol, everything he used. I take alcohol and brush my teeth. Now, here's what's important, my brother. The most important thing is not brushing your teeth. The most important thing is brushing your gums. Now, what I'm going to teach you right now, the, I want the world to know this because this is the biggest mistake when we brush. When we brush, we got to brush our teeth. We got to brush behind our teeth, under the bottom 
behind their teeth. We got to brush all the way up to the top of the gum here, all the way up to the top of the gum here, all the way down here, all the way down here, the top of your tongue and under your tongue. Now, who brushing like that? Now, now you're going to see the doctor, how I brush my teeth every day of my life. And people say, why do you do that? I do it because I know my brother, he's going to blow your mind. Do you remember in the African days, they would take the African slave and they open his mouth and they look at his gums. Do you remember that? Right before they bought the slave, they would look at his gums, right? The reason why they look at your gums is because your gums are black and purple. They know your liver and kidneys bad and you won't be a good slave for working. Okay? So I teach people, your slave owners knew this 400 years ago, well, I got to teach you about it today. Once again, your gums, you brush your gums with, with baking soda, with peroxide. I use alcohol. Now, here, this is how we do it. Oh. <laughs> what? Wait, is it, wait. There you go. Is it burning? Wait. It's going burn. No, it's burning. Wait, hold on. Are you, wait. Hmm. And then, does it feel fresh? Is it minty? There you go. We're done. <laughs> wait, does it, wait, no, no. Is it, is it minty? Is it burning? I'll explain it to you like this. So you truly understand. If your mouth is slightly infected, you're going to burn a lot. If you have a cold, you're going to burn more. If you have a flu, you're going to burn more. So the name of the game is every time you do this, you keep your, you sterilize your mouth. Hold it. People out there laughing at doctor right now. I can see y'all laughing. And I can't see your face. But guess what? I'll be 70 in a couple of years. And when I brush my teeth with alcohol, that keeps my mouth from stinking. You understand? I don't have a, a smell of odor in my mouth. The older people they get, they get an odor in their mouth. I don't get that because my mouth is basically sterilized. I use alcohol to clean my entire body. You will say me take alcohol and scrub my body down, and then I'll take a, a, a bath with vinegar later. I want every woman and every man that's listening to me, I'm going to stand up and show you something real quick. You see this area right here? I'm drawing a line right here. That area, clean in that crack with alcohol. Y'all heard what I said. Men, clean your testicles with alcohol. People who have situations, you clean your butt crack with alcohol. People gonna laugh. People gonna say I'm talking whatever what I'm talking. I'm giving you extreme health. Now you can do or not do, or you can go and deal with the doctors because a lot of people have herpes outbreaks and that alcohol will bring it up and out, up and out. So I'm giving you some knowledge. And my brother, if you take alcohol and just only clean your wrists with it, you will see so much black come off of your hand. Take it and clean your kneecap with alcohol and tissue. You're gonna see so much dirt. You're basically extreme your body's just cleaning it down okay nothing's gonna clean you better than that from the beginning to get all of this stuff basically it's called like exfoliating pulling everything out of the body mm. okay so you saw the doctor do what <laughs> <laughs> pull everything out the body okay 
Doctor Doctor Lee, you just hold on. I'm just I, I got a process, okay? Yes, bacon soda. Bacon soda. People can use baking soda and peroxide. You can use baking soda. Now, here's another thing to make your teeth white. Three things, baking soda, peroxide, and vinegar. Use all those three things together and clean your teeth. See, they're telling you all this crap on TV, but I'm bringing it straight to you. No doctors, no doctors, no doctors, no doctors. No doctors, and you're about to be 70 years old soon. Looking I'm 67, 67 right now. <laughs> oh, you see, first of all, you look about 37, okay? Like, you know, <laughs> great. You know, so the fact that you, we know that your products are 100% factuals, let's get into this real quick. You are being hired by some of the greats to ever done in the industry. Yes, yes. yes you and you've been, you've been sought out to take care and revive some of our greatest legendary people that we know today. Um, I want you to yes. talk to us about just your experience with even just working with who you call Princess Bobby Christina and how that experience was bringing Whitney's daughter back just for a little bit. Yes, uh, to make that story, uh, how you wrap it up, because that's a long, long one. Uh, Princess Bobby Christina, I didn't know her. Uh, I didn't know Bobby Brown, but a lady came by my house and I helped her sister, and her sister had a rare disease. I, I can't remember whether multiple sclerosis or multiple dystrophy, but she had a rare disease, and it was a life-threatening situation. It was very, very rare, the disease she had. And this young lady, she couldn't walk. She came up my stairs, but she couldn't walk. To make the story short, the next day, this girl that couldn't walk, she's a very light-skinned black girl. Her skin was turning dark. Her eyes was closing. She, you could see that she, her life was gone. She was maybe two days going to be not here at all. Her family brought her to me. They came into our, my home. Our home is a sanctuary, okay? We use our home as a sanctuary, a healing center. And we've been doing this for a while. But anyway, many, many movie stars have come to me, okay? Uh, but anyway, so they came. And the next day, she was perfectly healthy. Like no problems, like nothing ever happened. And she was like going to die the day before. Bobby Brown found out about it. It was one of his nieces, you know, a, 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 like a you know family friend niece, like, you know. And uh, he said, man, I heard all about you. You do all this kind of stuff. And he said, my, my niece, you really took care of her, man. You really, really took care of her. He says, they told me you could help my daughter. I said, I can help your daughter. So Bobby said, well, hold on. I'm going to do a little checking on you, and I'll get back with you. And uh, that's what he did. He went and checked, and he, a few other very heavyweight people told him that, yes, that this man does what he says he do. So uh, there was a family, not mentioning yeah. the name, but they're from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And this this husband and wife couple, they flew me uh, to Atlanta, okay? And when I went to Atlanta, uh, one of their friends put me up in a home. It was a big, huge, million-dollar home. The place was so nice, the woman that owned the home, uh, Miss Queenetta, she said, Dr. Jolly, you could take one floor in my house in Atlanta and keep it, keep it moving. Just bring all your customers here if you like. But I made juices for Bobby Christina. And to make the story short, I went to the convalescent home. When I got there to the front door, the uh, security guy said, hold on, Doc, we're going to take you in, but we can't take you in right this second. And I said, why not? He says, uh, we got photographers in the trees. I said, what? Mm -hmm. He said, we have photographers 
all over here, 200, 300 of them up in the trees. And I looked up, and there they were. So he had to clear some photographers out the way that were sleeping in the trees for weeks, I said, weeks on one limb. <laughs> this guy looking like a monkey with his big long lens, you know. So anyway, I went inside, and uh, Bobby allowed me to, he allowed me to help his daughter. To shorten the story a little bit, I did pressure points on Bobby Christina. I made herbs to give her, but the hospital would not allow me to give her any herbs. Okay, they shut me down on that. So I did pressure points. I did pressure points. Everybody take a look. You see my hand? I'm going to show you something the world needs to know. Everybody, right here. Liver. The next thing is squeezing this web. Kidney. Bladder. And your heart. Right in the skin. Skin. You see this web right here where the skin is? Mm. Pinch it. You see me taking my hand and pinching like this? Pinch that in the skin as hard as you can. When you do that, you are moving blood vessels to your kidney. Do the next one to your liver. Squeeze as hard as you can. You're opening your liver by yourself. Do the next one to your bladder. Do the next one to your heart. If a, my brother, my king, if you have a six-year-old boy and you ask your six-year-old boy to stay home with grandma, if grandma was having a heart attack or her liver was getting ready to go out of her, if your six-year-old boy go to grandma and squeeze exactly like I said, a six-year-old could save grandma's life. Black okay. people got to know this. Black okay. people got to know this. We got to know this. Bobby oh, Christina woke up from a yes. coma with a simple move. Princess Bobby Christina woke up from a coma. I squeezed her fingers, each finger on each hand, my brother. She didn't feel nothing. Mm -hmm. I squeezed the left foot. She didn't feel nothing. But when I squeezed the right foot, she kicked like a Missouri mule. She kicked so hard that I bounced back and I jumped and I started laughing. And when I started laughing, Bobby said, what are you laughing for? What's so funny? I said, Bobby, I'm laughing because your daughter could have kicked these two teeth out. And then tomorrow morning, I could have said, Bobby, Princess Bobby Christina woke up from a coma and she kicked the doctor's teeth out. I said, Bobby, I should have stayed there when she kicked and took the punch. <laughs> the whole, the whole, Dr. Jolie, I want to understand. But at this time, she's been in a coma for weeks, correct? No, she's in a coma, to my knowledge, six months. I, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Coma, to my knowledge, she was under for about six months. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Six months. No, no. I'm saying the point at the point that you the pressure point that she could have kicked your tooth out. She was sleeping for a long time, and she had that much energy that she could have kicked your tooth out. I'll say it to you. Bobby asked me one question. He said, what did you do to my daughter? I said, exactly what I did was the equivalency of stomping on your toe with some paratrooper boots. If somebody stomped on your toe with steel boots, you would scream and jump and kick yourself. I said, that's exactly the pain she felt. But I said, God told me I had to register that pain to unlock her brain from the morphine. <laughs> They were feeding her morphine. So do you feel like Bobby Christina's coma was induced? Was that forced on her or was she in a coma because she was actually sick? 
I'm telling the world, I will say it on a thousand Bibles. I dare any doctor, anybody to come and make me a liar. There are thousands and thousands of our family members that are being induced into comas, put into comas intentionally. They can put anybody into a coma. DMX, anyone. This is a game. But hear this. There are people who've been in comas and are, and, and are on life preserve for, for two and three years. They want to take her off right away and kill her. But other people, you know, some people with money, you know what I'm saying. They stay on life preserving for two and three and four and five years. But Princess Bobby Christina was the only person not getting food in that facility. I walked around the whole facility. She was the only person not getting food. And when I saw that, God said that treating her worse than an animal. She's getting nothing. And Bobby Brown, you ready for this? Yes, yes. But before before you get there, I'm not sure if everyone's following the story. We're talking about Bobby Christina, who is Bobby Brown's daughter, Whitney Houston, the legendary Whitney Houston's daughter. Um, Dr. Joe Lee was hired to be able to restore and help bring her back to life. Um, and he was there, with, you know, through the entire process of, of her kind of re reviving. Again, there is major conspiracies out there, Dr. Joe Lee, but you are here to set the record straight. Um, you know, in terms of you know, Pat Houston, they, they, they were saying that she wanted her to, to pass away. But you said if you allow her to die, finish the sentence. Okay. Well, Bobby, uh, I, I'll, let me, before I finish, I got to get, 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 get you straighter. Right after she woke up, right after she woke up from the coma, Pat Houston heard her making noises and she came into the room. When Pat Houston walked into the room, she walked close to, they call her Chrissy. Princess Bobby Christina, her nickname is Chrissy. That's what everybody calls her, Chrissy. Pat Houston walked close to her and the closer Pat got to her, Princess Bobby Christina, she had no strength, no strength. But she raised her head like this, and she went, rrr, rrr, rrr. she was a pit bull ready to take out Pat Houston. When you saw Princess Bobby Christina, you knew that when she laid eyes on Pat Houston, Pat Houston must have had something to do with her being in that situation because she was on point kill, point blank Kill this woman now. That's how she woke up with her. When she saw Pat, it was over, brother. Pit bull on top of pit bull. Hair all the way up on the back. So Pat and, and Bobby Christina knows something about Pat that Pat don't want the world to know. The world needs to know. The most important thing about me helping Princess Bobby Christina is King Bobby Brown gave me the permission to speak on behalf of his daughter's final meeting. There was a final meeting, a final call meeting on Bobby Christina's life on what we're going to do today. The meetings today, let her live or let her die. The meetings today, Bobby Brown said, he said, Doc, you're the only one that could speak for our family. Nobody could talk to these doctors like you. He said, I'm supposed to go in here and fight Pat Houston today in this final meeting.
He says, I'm not going to speak. He says, I'm going in the meeting. He says, but doc, you're going to do the whole spill, everything. I said, hold it, buddy. I said, I didn't come for the politics. I said, I came to help Princess Bobby Christina restore, revive, revitalize. I said, we got her back. I said, she's up watching TV right now. She's up watching TV. I said, buddy, I didn't come to get into the political part. He said, Doc, so you have to speak for me. So to be clear, Bobby Christina was awake and was active and she was up. Bobby, Princess Bobby Christina was awake. Excuse me, kind of make me want to cry. She was awake trying to decide on what she's going to do with her life. What is her next move? What is her next step? As she was watching TV for two weeks. Two weeks. So there was a meeting. And Bobby allowed me to speak. There was a boardroom with 12 people on the other side of the table with white coats. To my right was Bobby Brown. To Bobby's right was his brother, Tommy Brown. And to his right was the bodyguard, Uncle Ray. Whitney Houston has a bodyguard that's been with her for 25 years or more. His name is Uncle Ray. He was also in the meeting. To my left was Pat Houston. To the left of her was a traitor. A traitor, we call a traitor because she was Bobby Brown's niece. She was a Brown, but she was over there working for the Houston side. Bobby Brown's niece was sitting next to Pat Houston, helping Pat Houston say, close the door on her. If I bring you way far up to snuff, after the doctors learned that Bobby Christina was awake from my hands, they told me that I couldn't give her no herbs. When they said I couldn't give her no herbs, I had a doctor. I mean, I didn't have a doctor, but I had a man on my phone who his son went, fell into a pool. And his son uh, had 125 wires to his head. And they declared him brain dead. And UCLA Hospital in California was going to turn the machine off on this boy. So I had the father on the phone in this meeting. And he told those doctors, he said, the same problem Bobby Christina got, my son got. And he's got my son alive. He says he's tube feeding my son every day. And the doctors still shut me down. The doctor said to me these words. They said, Prophet Doctor, in order for you to continue helping Bobby Christina, Bobby Brown and Pat Houston have to both agree. The head surgeon told me the state, the Atlanta, the law in Georgia that they one person they had one person had fifty one percent. Can you hear me now? The phone clicked out. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. The doctor surgeon said that they both had to agree. The situation, because some people text me and they go, why couldn't Bobby Brown wouldn't do more for his daughter? Why come he couldn't uh, save his daughter's life? He couldn't because Pat Houston, the judge who made the decision and gave them the 50-50 split, Pat Houston knows the judge personally. They're friends. 
And so the judge gave them 50-50, and he knew that Pat wasn't going to agree. The only way that I could continue was if Pat said yes. Pat Houston's exact words were, she says, it's my decision to let her peacefully pass away. She says, I know Chrissy better than anyone. She said she would not want to live if she could not perform and sing. She said she would not want to live if she knew she was going to be bedridden. She said she would not want to live if she knew she was going to be paraplegic. She said, it's my vote to stop Dr. Jolly. Don't let him go no further and let her peacefully pass away. When she said that, I turned my head and I looked at Pat and I said, who died and made you the Alpha and the Omega? I said, who died and made you Alpha and Omega? When she said that, Bobby Brown pounded his hands on the table. My brother, Bobby Brown's nostrils went like womb wide. When a black man's nostrils go wide, he's ready to take you out. Bobby got so mad with them turning down the decision on allowing me to help. Bobby screamed. He said, damn it, I'll take the responsibility. I'll take the responsibility. He said, let her have his juice. Let her have his urge. You see her now awake. He said, let her have it. He said, if she dies, it's my responsibility. He said, it's mine, not his. Let her have it. And they told him no. When they said that, he pounded his hands on the table. And Bobby looked, honestly, he was like popped up, like hard popped up. He looked like he was going to take out 10 doctors with one whack. He ran out the room. And when he ran out the room, I told the doctors and the surgeons, I said, you know, you guys have a convalescent, you have a, you have a hospice care center, a hospice care center, and you just broken the number one rule of a hospice care center. Now, these doctors, they didn't know what I told them in the beginning. I said, you know what? You guys don't realize it, but my father was the chief of the VA hospital for 45 years for the government hospital. So I know hospital rules. And I know hospital protocol. And I said, you broke the number one rule of a hospice care center. Then they said, okay, since we did, what was that? I said, the number one rule is to keep the family and the patient peacefully happy. They have to be happy. Your job is to keep this person here the best you can and keep them as happy and as peaceful as you can. And I said, you just made this man so upset that he had to storm out of here and bang the tables. And in his eyes, I saw what was in his eyes. I said, so you broke the number one rule. I said, you guys have been giving her morphine drips all day. And because you're giving her these morphine drips, I said, you are lessening her life, her body. You're making her an invalid. And I said, I believe you're doing it for a reason. And I said, God knows what the reason is. I told these people that they were saving her body, her organs to give them away to somebody else. I said, you want to sell her body parts? They hate my gut at that place. But I had to tell them the truth. So 
that basically what happened. Bobby and I, we talked about uh, a group of people that could help us take her to uh, some security people that we know here, the black that could help us out, you know what I mean? And we were going to take her to a different location, an Airbnb place. We were talking about whooping her out of there, sneaking her out of there. Yes, yes, yes. I told Bobby, I said, Bobby, they turned you down. I said, but Bobby, you got to be careful. They're going to take her organs and they're going to flip them. They're going to flip them to the highest bidder. I said, Bobby, they're not going to let her expire while I'm here because I'm too deep in their butt. I'm too deep in their butt. They're not going to let her expire while I'm here because they know I'm watching them like a hawk. About six days after I left town, she expired. Period. Mm -hmm. And all they did was turn up the morphine drip and take you out. And I screamed at these doctors in the meeting, why would you give a girl that you know has been on all these drugs? You wouldn't give a white ball boy fentanyl if you know he was dying from fentanyl. Oh. But you're giving oh. her this. Oh. I said, you guys can't call yourself a peace tree uh, hospice care Christian center. You're not a Christian hospice care center. Mother Mary don't feed drugs. Christians don't feed this. Let, let me let me ask you this, Doctor Jolie. Like now that you were in the I can't hear you. Can you can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, okay, no. Can you hear me? Can Very you hear me? low. Your volume's low. Volume is mine is up. Mine is up. <laughs> you can't hear me. Can you? Is there a button I need to push? A speaker button? No, ain't no speaker button. You should be able to hear me. Oh, they say if they I push the speaker, will that happen? What's going on? Instagram be playing. Uh, Dr. Jolie, I'm like, Instagram let me go to. Uh, don't go too far. We got some more questions. Dr. Jolie. Oh. Hello? Dr. Jolie. We still got some more questions. By the way, I hope y'all are zapped in right now. Hey. Up, my brother. I had to go to settings and bring it back up. You can hear me now? Yeah, I had to go to settings on my phone, the settings, and bring it back up. It went down some kind of way. It's okay. No yeah, problem. Yeah. Be here at the I can hear you. So now, I wanted to ask you this. With Bobby Christina, did you feel like that was all a play for money? Being that you were there and knew that you could have brought her back. Are you 100 yes. uh, I'm, I'm in my heart and soul 100% that Pat Houston wanted her to leave here so that she could take all the money that was going to Princess Bobby Christina. I had a goal. My goal was to get her back on her feet, back on the stage, so she can get all of her mother's money. I did not go there for a penny for a dime. I did this, what do you say, for free. This is part of sometimes we donate our services. I donated the services to DMX the same way. But I believe it was all for money. There's one thing I want your show to know. This is extremely important that the world knows what I'm getting ready to say right now. When Bobby Christina woke up from the coma after I did the pressure points, I did not wake her up. God used my hands to wake her up. You understand? I was being used. So I don't take any credit for waking her up. But when she woke up, Bobby said, what do we do now? I said, Bobby, come over here. I'm going to show you something. He said, what? I'm going to show you guys exactly so you know. 
I said, Bobby, put your hand right here on the back of her head and spin in a circle, go up. He says, do that what? I said, yeah, keep doing it and press in, press in. And if you do it to yourself right in the back under the base of your head, it will massage your brain. I said, Bobby, keep doing it. He said, what am I doing? I said, in my work, I call it beam me up Scotty. Her eyes got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now watch this. Bobby Brown was three inches from Princess Bobby Christina's lips. He was three inches from her lips. She was screaming with her eyes open and bugging. She was going, Daddy, 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 Daddy. She screamed that over and over and over and over again. The world got to know that she woke up and she communicated with her father. Excuse me, because it... Uh, she communicated with her father. She had an option. Pat Houston shut her option down. That's the whole kit and cadiddle. I was there two weeks. Bobby left me like big brother in charge. Man, I got to go on the road. I got to, because he had to do a few concerts. People don't know he had to do a few concerts because Bobby got four or five baby mamas. He had to do a few concerts because he had to keep feeding that money or else they'll lock him up. I love him. I call him King Bobby Brown. And the reason why I call him a king, brother, because if you or any one of your viewing audience people, if they said, Dr. Jolly, you're going to be the one over my daughter's life at death to do whatever, you the king too, because they put all their faith in serving a God. He put all his faith in me, period. And his daughter was revised. It's just that they took her out. They intentionally took her out. Excuse my tears. Sometimes you talk, things go the way they go. No way. <laughs> and this, of course, and, and you know, there's one more thing I wanted to confirm. They were saying that previously to Whitney, um, the same time that Whitney passed away, that Bobby, Bobby Christina was also found in a bathtub. Um, but she didn't pass away at that time. Do you anything in regards to that well you know i'm a i have to you know i can only i can only talk in my lane okay so in my lane i only i didn't know about all of that all of the particulars and everything that happened in this saga here i don't know but i want your viewers to know one thing how the power of god works i'm a brother who didn't know Bobby Christina, nor Bobby Brown. I want all your followers to know where the power of a black man and woman come from. 3 a.m. in the morning, I walked for six months. I prayed at 3 a.m. I faced the stars and walked to the east. Every night at 3 a.m. is the number one time to pray. If you want to get something aggressive done, if you want to go further in life, if there's something that you want to do that's meaningful or something that's so great or something that whatever it is that you have to pray to, to help somebody still alive, I pray to God. Our God is Yahweh and our Lord and Savior is Yeshua. Y-E-S-H-U-A, not Jesus, no J's a thousand years ago. I prayed for six months when I first heard she went to the hospital. And by the end of that, 
this family came to my house, and the next day I was put on a plane to Bobby Christina. I prayed to go get. I also prayed to help DMX. So help me God, I don't know anybody that knows DMX. Nobody, nobody. I prayed and prayed, and this brother named Suave, a producer brother out of L.A., uh, he, I helped him with a few things with health, and uh, he called me one night and turned me on to the situation with DMX. I had no idea. He says, man, I'm going to turn you on to these brothers. These brothers, they got a group called the Rough Riders. I said, Rough Riders? What's that? Is that a new candy bar? What is it? He said, no, man, it's a motorcycle game, a black motorcycle game. I never heard of it. The head of the Rough Riders, the leader, his name is Deke. So now flew me, the Rough Riders Deke. flew me to White Plains, New York, to help DMX. I was flown there by a motorcycle gang that I never heard of. <laughs> mm. Okay? And that was a serious situation there, too, man. They, they railroaded uh, DMX. I tell people that I believe they want most entertainers to leave here. They want people to leave here because they believe they know that they get more money from you dead than they do alive. Same thing with Michael mm. Jackson, Elvis Presley, you know, Tina Turner, mm. yeah, anybody, you know, anybody that dies, you know. I didn't mean to say Tina because I don't know if Tina's live or here or what. I don't recall. I'm just saying, but anybody that's, that's gone, you know what I'm saying? So that is the whole thing. It's all about making money off of people. Yes, sir. Questions? Questions? Uh there's a lot of questions, but you know what? We can't answer all of them because it's a lot. But I, but I do want to ask you, you just mentioned DMX, and that would be the last thing that I would like to ask you. But before we get there, um, you know, you have your reputation precedes you, you know, Dr. Jolie. And just, I, I don't really know you, but I followed just a lot of what it is that you do. And you're saying that, saying that you don't know these people but these people obviously know who you are and what it is that you do and what yes. you bring to the table. And that's I, I gotta why give you one. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why, and I gotta give you one. I gotta give you one on what you just said. There's a brother named Ansar Muhammad in the Nation of Islam. He's the head of the West Coast Gang Prevention. He's the man involved with all of these gang leaders together. Okay, all of these gang leaders together. He's the one that keeping you. How do you say helping keeping the ice on the city, keeping it cool, to where we ain't shooting up each other and all this kind of stuff. This particular brother and another brother named Shorty uh, from the Wu Tang uh, uh, mob. They introduced me to Mother Tynetta who is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's wife. Are you familiar with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? The man uh, with Farrakhan, Farrakhan's teacher? Yes. Malcolm X teacher? Yes. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Well, the world doesn't know that I was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's wife's doctor. Mm. Oh, yes. Her name is Mother Tynetta Muhammad. In California, she took me to see her sister. Her sister had a virus on the bottom of her foot. It was the size about maybe about two inches in circle, maybe three inches in a circle. I took the black seed oil, put it on the bottom of her sister's foot. They were going to cut her sister's leg off the very next day at 5 a.m. The hospital, this convalescent home, they would not allow me to put anything in her body. So I was there 
in my eyes, representing the Honorable Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam and his wife. So I mentioned to his wife, his wife is my Honorable Godmother. I'll say it again. Mother Tynetta is my Honorable Godmother. She said to me, well, they're not going to allow you to do this, so what are we going to do? I said, Mother Tynetta, I'm going to make an oil real quick. And I made an oil that's the color red. And then we painted it on her sister's lips. And Mother said, what is this for? I said, Mother, we're going to tell the hospital. I said, we got a gorilla the scene. Gorilla the scene means not let them know what we're doing. I said, we're going to tell the hospital that your sister likes makeup. So we painted her lips with some lipstick. I put one of my oils in red on her lip. I mixed it with honey. Had her lip, her lick her lip all night. When we walked out the hospital, we said, keep licking your lips. She had the black seed all on the bottom of the foot. The next day, the head surgeon, when I came to the hospital, they ran to me. They said, who in the heck are you? I said, why would you ask me that question? And why do you talk to me like that? They said, because this woman's virus is gone. We're going to cut a leg off today at 5 a.m. And we've terminated the surgery. This is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's wife's sister. So that's how I got involved with the Nation of Islam. I have mm. thousands of people that I help in the Nation of Islam. People have no idea how many. I'm a Christian, but I teach Islamic people about health too okay so going back to dmx i was at the hospital the rough riders brought me there uh, i went upstairs with his son his son took me upstairs he was like you know i was his guest going in the room and when i went to the hospital i first noticed when i got to dmx's floor they told me to wait in the waiting room so i walked into the waiting room my brother when i walked in the waiting room <laughs> I could smell coronavirus. A lot of people don't know that coronavirus has a smell. I know exactly what it smells like. As soon as I walked it, in the room, it was thick, thick with coronavirus. So it, I opened the door, and one of the women said, the nurses says, close that door. I said, lady, you're not going to make me stay in a room with a door closed and it's soaking with coronavirus. So they allowed me to go into the room with DMX, with Earl, Earl. His son, we went inside. Kind of funny, brother. Right before I went inside, they said, you can't take that bag in the room with you. And I looked at them. They didn't know, but I had a belt on me, and my belt had herbs all in my belt. And I had a laptop bag with me, but my bag had herbs in it. So I told the hospital, uh, the head nurse, I said, you say I can't take my bag in? She says, no. You cannot take that bag in. I said, well, guess what? I said, I got $15,000 in this bag. You think I'm going to let your damn people, any one of y'all, hold my money? When I, I screamed as loud as I can, she said, I'm going to let you hold my money. When I said that, he said, okay, sir, calm down, calm down. We're not trying to take your money. We're not trying to take your money. I said, okay. So I went into the room. They said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going in here to pray. Can I do that? Can a black preacher pray? Oh, they didn't want me. They When they looked at me, my brother, they feared me. They didn't know what I was about. They said, there's something about this brother different. They didn't want me in the room with X. 
But his son took me in. And when we went in, I closed the blinds. And I told his son, I said, watch that oxygen machine. I said, watch that oxygen machine. Because he's breathing right now at about 73%. They have it on what they call it, like a life preserve. They have it on hold. Mm. As I started giving him pressure points, as I started putting the tea on his tongue, I took the oil and put it in his nose. I put a couple of drops way back in his mouth. Here's mm. the funny part. You ready for the funny part? Yeah. I was talking to Earl like a preacher. Mm -hmm. And he was just laying there. And then God told me, Yahweh, Yahweh said, chameleon him and chameleon him good. And all of a sudden, I said, Earl, wake your ass up. We got things to do. It's people out there put you in this position, man. We got to go deal with them. I said, get up, Earl. We're going to go get them. I said, everybody's waiting on you. I said, everybody loves you. I said, we got to go kick some butt. And when I said that, he started looking at me. He started shaking and he started moving. I said, Earl, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. He started moving and moving. The next day, his five baby mamas came to my hotel lobby. Five black women, baby mamas that don't like each other nor agree with each other. But they all came together to talk to me in love. All five baby mamas, look at me, like this. They were right in front of me. Dr. Jolly, tell me what we need to do. Whatever you did with Earl X yesterday, we need you to teach us so we could do it too. We know they kicked you out of the hospital. They did 86 you from the hospital. They want you to leave town. They said, we thank you for staying here. We thank you. They were trying, they asked the hospital to allow me to be their family last rights. A lot of our black people out here don't know what family last rights is. I got to explain that real quick and come right back in this. Family last rights is when the hospital tells you that we can do nothing more for your mother, your sister, your brother, whomever. Whenever the hospital says they can do no more, legally and technically, the family could say, well, I want to do this. Or I want to do grapeseed oil. I want to do juice. I want to do turmeric. I want to do this. You could tell them what. You could say, I want to get a cigarette and stick it in his butt and light it. If that's your family last right to give him a pack of cool cigarettes, if that's your family last right to give him 18 white castles, you could do whatever you want. And they told this family that I could not go back up. They said anybody could go back upstairs in this hospital, but not that preacher they said he disrespected the facility my brother they called the police on me can you believe at the white plains hospital in new york there was a police 24 7 the next day they brought a paddy wagon for me i said a paddy wagon for me you don't see no police parked out in front of no hospital never for eight to ten hours police ain't got time to park in no front door of the hospital especially with a paddy wagon in the back and then later after the second day you know they wouldn't allow me to go back in but i stayed there because i was just concerned you know i was concerned because the brother said maybe we can get him out of here take him to another disclosed place and you know and secure the place down and you still help them okay but they denied the family 
the to to take to take him out. Meaning you could take your family member out of any facility, but they denied him the right to leave. Period. But when he woke up, the meters on the machine that were measuring his brain and the movements and everything, they started going crazy. And when the machine started going crazy, that's when they called all the security. I'm telling you, they all these guys with these earphones in their head, and they come up to me like FBI, kicking me out of the hospital. And I look at them, I go, hey, man, it's 12 of you guys? Well, little old me? Come on. Come on. Now, now let me ask you, the difference between Bobby Chris's and DMX for you, um, did you feel like that was also medically induced or do you feel like that was something different? Talk to us. I was positive that it was because they were claiming that he was in a coma and he was not. So if you're lying about one thing, you're lying about everything. My brother, I was this close to DMX's mouth talking to him. We were almost lip to lip. I was that close to Earl talking to him like that. Not only well, did he not have coronavirus? Because I can sit and smell it, so help me God. He didn't have coronavirus. Not only that, my brother, about 30 days after I left the hospital, a woman uh, texted me on the phone. And she said, I know you the real deal. I know who you are. She said, everything you said about Earl DMX is true. And I said, how do you know everything is so true? 100% like you said she said, I know because I'm a nurse there. And she said, I did the toxology report. She said she worked there, and I forgot the office, but she's not a nurse, but she did the toxology report on Errol DMX. She said there was no alcohol in his system, but they had it wrote up on all the documents that he was, like, you know, weirded out with alcohol and drugs and all this. She said the toxology report for Earl DMX showed no alcohol, no drugs in his system at that time. Mm. Is that pretty heavy? This is deep. It's very deep. So why would they make all these claims on him as you're taking this man out? Mm. A lot of our brothers and sisters are being taken out, especially if they're in a high-profile lane. Especially, I'll say this, not only, let me give you another high profile because people don't know this. If you got a child and the child is 14, 15, anything under 20 years old, that's still high profile lane because youthful black body organs are sold in the highest market. It's one of the highest things sold in the world is black body parts. Brothers and sisters, wake up. Your baby's organs, your baby's kidneys, your baby's liver, your baby's heart. They're selling it to Italian. They're selling it to a Saudi Arabian. They're selling it to a guy in India. They're selling it to whoever got the most money. Mm. And your baby shows up on a carton of milk. Missing. They've been doing this to our people for a while. God called me to your show, my brother to take the blindfolds off because we're still in slavery. We don't see what they're doing. That's why I'm screaming to the world. His name is Yeshua. Y-E-S-H-U-A. It means Savior or it means the one who saves. Yahweh is the name of God. Man don't want the black man to know this because if you know this, you can connect to the galaxies, to the stars, to the moon, you could do 
man, you can do miracles like you never dreamed. If you're like the song says, Jesus is on the main line. Tell them what you want. Well, they got you misguided. Yeshua mm. and Yahweh is on the main line. There was no J a thousand years ago. My name is Jolly Harris. There was no J. There was no word Jew. There was no word Jehovah. People have to know this. Okay? They got to know. There was no cross. You see this cross? I'm showing you the original cross. This is an equal cross. The cross that you see Christians wear, when you turn it upside down, it's a Roman sword. I'll say it again. The cross that Christians wear is a Roman sword. This is a Coptic cross. I want you all to see that. The first church was the Armenian diocese. The second Christian church was Ethiopia. People don't know this. So I want our people to come on. We got to wake up. We got to know the truth. Mary's name is not Mary, my brother. I got to take the wool off. Her name is Miriam. Moses' name is not Moses. His name is Moshe. See, we have not been taught correctly. The preachers learned this in school in theology, and they come out and pass the basket and take the money, but they won't tell our black blood the truth for one reason, because 99% of all these churches are under a 501c government contract license. A 501c government contract license. So they only do, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, Dr. Joe Lee, you just gave us a lot, but I want us to close it off though with, with DMX before we get there. You know what? You, you said six days after with Bobby Chris, she perished. How long was it before you weren't working with DMX anymore before he passed away? Well, I'm just, I, I just was in a lane. I went there for two days and I left and I haven't really seen anybody or talked to anybody since. It's just like that. Mm. You go, in my world, I, I'm a servant. I'm a servant. I go and I work and do what I can do for you. And then when I leave your destination, there's 50 other people dying and the families are waiting on me. So people don't mm -hmm. realize, sometimes people call me and they don't understand that I can't talk because my mind is into your sister that's in the hospital or this man's brother that's sitting, you know, they're getting ready to take his heart out. So I have situations that are extreme. Extreme situations come to me, breast cancer, liver cancer, all kind of stuff comes to me. One guy came to me and he had 18 holes in his body and blood was shooting out of every hole. So I get all kinds of situations. I get women that come to me. Their organs are displaced. Y'all hear me? Some women, listen, listen, listen. Some women come to me because a guy was too big inside of her, and he destroyed her. He had fun at destroying her, and now her organs are displaced, my brother. I deal with every situation, uh, assist, fibroid tumors, urinary tract infections. Women, if you're listening to me, women, if you're listening, hear me loud and clear. If you tell me the color of your blood, I tell you exactly what's going on with you. If it's pink, if it's red, if it's dark red, when your blood, ladies, when your blood goes to dark red to purple, when your blood goes anything from shiny perfect red to dark red to purple, you are in the cyst and fiber tumor lane. That same hot sauce, that same butter and spicy food, it caused that. It also causes our sisters not to be able to grow hair. It's the number one reason why sisters lose and can't grow 
hair. The more spicy food you eat, the less hair you're going to have. The more spicy food a man eats, the less he's going to come up. It's just that simple. You don't have to believe me, but it's like it is to tell you the truth. Now, listen, I believe you. I think we all believe you, okay? You know, we just here to help spread the message here on Zap Exclusive, Dr. Jolie. You're giving it to us raw, straight, and no chasing tonight. It's a lot to process. That's all. My, my brother, did, did you hear, and I don't know if the people heard me because I think we had a little uh, interference on the phone, but when I was saying to the women that the average woman who thinks she is fat, I'm going to say this slowly, the average woman who thinks she is fat, my sister, my queen, you are not fat. You're beautiful, and you're overstressed. I'll say it again. You're overstressed. 80% of the women that I help with weight issues, and the reason why it's so uncontrollable is because they're overstressed. Bad relationship, this happened on your job, whatever, whatever, car breakdown, can't get another. Whatever it is, the sister wears her stress as wings, as rings around her waist. If I see a sister and she got three rings around her waist, I don't see her as fat. I see her as a beautiful woman that needs a hug. Did y'all hear what I said? A beautiful woman that needs a hug. People don't get it. We're too hard on our people. We put down our people. We got to start lifting our people Absolutely. That's a hundred percent facts. Uh, man, Dr. Jolie, you gave it to us so good tonight, man. Like I feel like we learned so much. And the, the most important thing that I learned was just going back to to basics and just and the research and just knowing what it is that we're supposed to know and not what they want us to know. You know what I'm saying? Let me give you one. Let me give you let me give you a good one. You just gave me a pull turned on a light when you said that. Let me give you a good one. I'm gonna give you one that no herbal doctor, no doctor on the earth will ever tell you in a million years. One of the one of the easiest things to use to heal your body is real dirt. When I was a young boy, I used to lick dirt. We used to play a game called Mama Pig, and if you lost, you had to lick two or three times the dirt. Here's the example. If you go to Nigeria, if you go to Jamaica, if you go to England, if you go to Norway, Amsterdam, anywhere, if you get off the plane and you find some good-looking dark dirt, you will know it because it's going to glitter a little bit. And when you find that dirt with the nutrients in it, look, if I lick the dirt in Jamaica, I can't get sick in your Jamaican country. If I lick the dirt in Nairobi, I can't get sick in Kenya or Nigeria. Do you understand? You lick the dirt. Who's going to teach you the original healing from the earth? Cats even go lick the grass and dogs before they die. The last thing they will do is go lick grass because they know that it's their last option. And man, back in the days would lick the dirt at his last option. Your option is to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dr. Joe, 
I am Jamaican, by the way, so everything that you say, I understand. We boil our herbs and we boil our bushes and drink everything. This, this, okay. Do you know I'm do do you know that I have at least 40 or 50 Jamaican clients and they all call me the Bush Doctor? They all call me, they say, boy, you been in Jamaica? I said, no, ma'am, I've never been in Jamaica. Although you liar, you liar. <laughs> you been in Jamaica? <laughs> The bush they say you do the same thing as the bush doctor. <laughs> well, definitely the bush doctor. But doc, what is the last thing? If you can close out with this, if there's anything right now, there's pandemonium, there's coronavirus, there's all you know, monkeypox, there's you know, yeah, yeah, transmitted diseases that are all high. Everything is just ridiculous. What's the right. best way? And if we don't have a lot of money, a lot of resources. Keep ourselves healthy. What's the easiest okay. simplest way? In the, the best way, the best way with this situation, and I'm gonna say the dirt one more time, but if a person could find a lemon, a lime, eat it and eat the skin. Because some people are homeless, they can't get to Dr. Jolly, okay? So a lemon, a lime, eat the skin. If you can find some really, really rich dirt clean dirt with no pesticides, lick a little bit of that. Keep baking soda in the body. Baking soda, mm. peroxide, apple cider vinegar. Those are the three most important things to move viruses and disease through the body without spending a lot of money. Mm. Baking soda, peroxide, apple cider vinegar. If you eat a lemon, eat the skin. If you eat a lime, eat the skin. Mm -hmm. That acid will pH balance your body so high that it'll keep things moving. The name of the game is, I want our brothers and sisters, especially in, in the streets, to understand this. this is all about one thing. I'm going to give you a parable because Yahweh talks in parables. If you got 15 cousins coming in your house, well, a couple of them may not be the right people. So you need to keep them moving. You got some cousins that are undesirable, but some cousins could stay there for two, three days. It's the same way with the food in the body. There's undesirables, and the undesirables are going to come in and take you out. I want your people to know the most important sentence is, may your food be your medicine, and may your medicine be your food. Mm. Just that simple. That's it. Food is thy medicine. Medicine is thy food. Uh, That's it. <laughs> thank you so much. Love you, King. I appreciate I love, love you, King. For real, for real. Thank you so much for coming. Love you, King. Uh, we not and I got to get you, you know, I got to get you my book. I got to get you this book. I got to oh. send it to you, mail it to you. I yes. wrote the book on cancer, Home Cooking to Cure Cancer. I wrote it. I did all the recipes on the back, and it has a menu section and everything, but I got to get you that too, my brother. Jolie. 7169. Instagram, Joe Lee, J-O-L-I-E, 7169. And I'm also the Food Prophet on YouTube. T-H-E-F-O-O-D-P-R-O-P-H-E-T. -E -E My legal name is J-O-L-L-I-E. Last name Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, the third, three capital I's. So look me up, guys. <laughs> that's right. And that's it for Dr. Joe Lee tonight. Dr. Joe Lee, I'm going to definitely call you when I get off this live, but thank you again for coming on, all right? 
Stay away from doctors, brother. Stay away from doctors. Okay. <laughs> I will. All right, man. All right, Thank yeah. you so much. All right. Peace, love, and light. Peace, love, and light. Okay. So, everybody, that was Dr. Joe Lee. Woo! My sound effects is off, okay? I don't even know what's going on anymore. That was a lot to process, okay? I hope y'all tapped in. I hope y'all zapped in. Again, that was Dr. Joe Lee, holistic healer, doctor. Definitely get his products. Three things that I learned today that we definitely got to get. Mustard seed, um, black seed, and pomegranate seed. Those are three things you've got. He said it'll keep you away from cancer, keep you away from any crazy diseases going on out there. I trust this man. He's revived some of the greatest people, the kings and queens higher hand. Okay, like that's how you know it's serious. Okay, the queen of pop, you know what I'm saying? Whitney Houston, he was there to, you know, help revive her daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you just got to understand and take people for what it is that they good at and really take their stuff seriously. And I'm not playing around. We're getting our lives together. Everything is all the way turned up with our diet moving forward. I'm going to try. Dang, no butter, no spicy. It's a lot of things. Dr. Jolie, we're going to work it out piece by piece, but I appreciate you. Listen, if y'all was out there with me right now, I'm about to go to sleep. I'm very tired. But I need y'all to hit the follow button, okay? Hit the follow button. It's free. Thank y'all so much. I am your boy, Jersey. I will see y'all next week. I'm out. This is Zap Exclusive. Deuces!